Welcome to the VP Live Network. Your 30-second countdown has begun. This show is intended for adults of legal smoking age, and as such, the content is not intended for viewers and listeners under the age of 18. Vapor's Place is in no way responsible for the opinions of any host on the VP Live Network. Please grab a vape, sit back, and enjoy the show. So, hi everybody. What's going on? Um, first off, Alex, stop texting and driving. Stop it. Damn it. Don't make me kick your ass, boy. Um, so what do we got? Um, episode 97. That's what it was. I had to I had to wait and think. What did I put in blog talk? It's 97. Um, I I have a couple of things. Okay, and first, first I want to, let me go and get this, because I want to get this correctly. Hold on. What do we have? Where to go? There it is. Okay, I found it. Stefan, uh, wonderful Stefan, put up an article. Um, the CEH initiates legal action on vaping dangers. This is more of this stupid fucking shit coming out of California. Yeah, it's it's not good. Uh, it says Oakland, California, the non-for-profit health watchdog Center for Environmental Health today initiated legal action. Legal action against 19 companies that sell e-cigarettes and or e-liquids without consumer warnings, as is required under California law. E-cigarettes are marketed as harmless vaping alternative to tobacco and to regulated smoking cessation products. But the CEH action notes that unregulated vaping products expose users to nicotine, a chemical known to pose serious reproductive health hazards and thus must carry warnings under the state's Prop 65 Consumer Protection Law. The CEH is also concerned about other chemicals and health threats coming from vaping, including from formaldehyde and other chemicals known to cause cancer. Yeah, well, and there is a whole list. Now, here, here are the list of companies that these assholes are going to sue. Okay? Ballistic Vape Inc. Steam Distribution. Beard Vape Company. Body Rock Products. The Daily Vapes. Exquisite E-Liquid. Five Pawns. Joytech and Shenzhen Joytech. Limitless Trading Company. Nico Pure Labs, Tenacious 7 Vapor, Throttle Vapor, USVC Inc., The Vape Kitchen, and Vaporall. Among the e-cigarette and vaping kit companies that they are trying to sue is PhD Marketing, SNE Distributor, Smoke Tokes, Smoke Tokes, really? Smoke Tokes? I'm sorry, does that sound like a, a Snoop Dogg company? 
and Vapor Exotica. So yeah. So if if you wonder why I bitch about people getting off their asses and doing something to protect their rights to vape, um, it's because there are assholes like this out there. Now, I, I spammed all over the place the report stating that the risks and dangers associated with vaping are 1% of what smoking is. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, there aren't some risks involved. But 99% less, and this is a bad thing, they, um, the, and I'll tell you, and the reason, there there is a reason that I am this bitchy this week, okay? I lost a fam, family member Tuesday, not Tuesday, yesterday, um, at 7.10 yesterday morning. I lost a family member to small cell lung cancer. Small cell lung cancer is a very, very aggressive form of lung cancer that is highly linked to cigarette smoking. And what has me so pissed off this week is it appears at times that we are our own worst enemy. Okay? We want to sit back and not really worry about these things until it's knocking on our door. Well, it is knocking on our door. If vaping had been around 30 years ago, I might not have lost somebody to small cell lung cancer. Okay? So, if you don't care about advocacy to continue vaping as you know it because you think that you're going to be able to sit there and you'll always be able to get your stuff fine but think about somebody else think about somebody else then because there are so many people out there that need this to be an an available option for them when they decide to take this step. One of the other things that I kind of ran it off on this week. Um, in you know, it was in somebody else's Facebook group and I really shouldn't have done it and I feel bad. Um, but I kinda I kinda lost it a little bit. Uh somebody had put up a post and the post was a picture of a very low cost ohm reader with an atomizer, a rebuildable screw to the top of it, and a coil on it. And all it read was low. And the person putting up the post wanted to know what was wrong with their coil. They were trying to build a 0.1 coil, and that was the reading they got. Couldn't figure out what was going on. In amongst all of this post, the original poster 
was it was recommended to them to wrap it at a higher ohm shoot for a higher ohm and see what they got and the person's response was how do I do that now there were all kinds of people commenting on this post telling him what exactly to do to get his 0.1 ohm coil to not show a short and I'm reading down through this and and I finally couldn't take it anymore and I was kind of like am I the only person that is concerned with the fact that they're trying to build a 0.1 ohm coil and they they don't know ohm's law they they don't know how to wrap for a, a specific ohm that they're looking for. Was I the you know was I the only one that that cared that <laughs> this obviously appears to be a big issue? I don't have an issue with people learning to rebuild. Not in any way, shape, or form. Do I have an issue with that? I think learning to build your own coils is a good thing. I think learning how to build them with the information you need to know before it is really fucking important. Now, the response, and and, and my post sounded kind of hostile to the original person. I didn't mean it to sound hostile. I just meant it to be, what the fuck? Because that's what I was sitting here thinking. Was, oh my god. This is going to be the next person we see on the news. Well, the person responded with, well generally I'm 0.3 to 0.5. This is the first time I've tried to do this. Okay. All right. I I get that. But 0.3 to 0.5 is not something you I, I don't I you know I am not an expert coil builder. I'm not by any means. But I do check my cheapo little ohm reader box. With the fluke meter. I know that. I know that I do that. I know that, you know, Battery University um, is a, a great place to go to learn about C ratings on batteries and what kind of drawn things that we're putting on these to make sure that, you know, I am protecting myself and those people around me when I'm rebuilding and with the shit that I'm vaping with. I should have been more tactful in my response, but I was so floored that this post had so many comments on, well, wiggle this or wiggle that or clip your leads off a little more. And nobody seemed to be concerned with the fact that he wasn't really knowledgeable on what he was doing, but he was going down to point one. So if if you're wondering, oh no, the expert coil builder is in here. Dino's here. Dino is an expert coil builder. <laughs> That's the expert right there. Um, but 
you know, when when we see stuff like this, we should be asking questions of this person, I think. You know, that is where my whole, you know, the, the post that I put up about self-regulating, they say. It works, they say. And my response was, uh, no. We... I got a message over this that said, well, they probably went into one of the shops here in in such and such a state. And a lot of times, you know, people walk in there and and they try to talk them out of out of beginner stuff and say, no, here, this is just what you need. And this is so easy. And they don't tell them any of the risks involved. Well, and that happens. It happens all over so what do we do just be blindly accepting of it or try to fix it I knew that Uncle Dagger was one of the admins in this group so of course um, you know I've said for a long time I'm a dumbass but I am a smart enough dumbass to know to find somebody that's smarter than me so I tagged James and I'm like, where does he need to go to learn these things? Because honestly, in my opinion, if you're going to be building 0.1 ohm coils, you need to know what the fuck you're doing. Not just for yourself. But for everybody else. I don't want to see some dumbass politicians pushing a vape ban in the state of Pennsylvania. Because some guy I don't know, will never know, was stupid with some wire and a battery. You know what I mean? So yes, I'm being self-serving. I don't want somebody else buying equipment that they don't understand the process that goes into making it work. Fucking up my vape. Now, from the other side of that coin... I'm sure there's probably somebody on the planet that likes this person the way they are. A dead short is a dead short and can end in ways that you do not want them to end. I don't want to see you people on the news. I really, really, really do not want to see you on the news. I do not have an issue with anyone sub-ohm vaping. I actually have a sub-ohm build that I am vaping on right now. 
I didn't build it. Someone else built it for me. Do you know why? Because I would not be comfortable vaping on a .26 that I built. That's just honest. If you're going to do something, you know, do it the safest way you can. I have a friend that um, started a little thing called the Darwin Awards. The Vaping Darwin Awards. I do not want to be mentioned <laughs> in a Vaping Darwin Award post. If you want a sub-ohm, sub-ohm to your heart's content. Don't be a dick. And don't be stupid. Simple as that. That's all I really care. Don't go into Chuck E. Cheese and blow clouds. Don't build a coil that has a massive draw and put it on top of a $3 shit battery in a $17 piece of shit device that you ordered direct from China. Chances are, not going to end well. And right now, the end game is something that we all need to be concerned with. It really is. My friend Liz said to me that she was in a vape shop recently. And they informed her that... Her eye stick. <laughs> they informed her that her eye stick was old school gear. Well. Now, this probably wouldn't have struck me as funny... Except for the fact that what these dumbasses <laughs> were touting as this is what you need now were mech mods. Who the fuck is working in this shop? Really? Because mech mods have been around 
for a long time. Probably longer than they've been of legal nicotine consumption age. Floored me. Absolutely floored me. That's another thing. Don't go sending me hate mail saying I'm bitching about mods. I am not bitching about mods. I have six. Sorry, I had to, I had to count. I had to use my fingers and count. I have six. Six mods. I also happen to have six regulated power devices. So, yeah, I have both. Do you remember, oh, last week, a couple weeks ago, when I said, you know, don't be a dick. Don't don't bitch about somebody's gear because you don't have to like their gear. They have to like their gear. Well, there you go. There's that. It's, it's the, the amount of, stu- I saw an ad. Um, my husband actually saw it and said, wife, come here and back the TV up so I could watch it. There's a vape shop in Buffalo who, by the way, just got fucked. Um, not the vape shop. Buffalo did. Um, that this wonderful company, natural, natural vapors, I think it is, sells odorless and tarless alternatives to smoking. I don't know. They were talking about the hundreds of flavors they had. But, you know, their product's odorless. (sighs) Really? Really? Yeah. So... At least they were only half misrepresenting the product. Only half. What are you going to do? So, somebody misunderstood my post when, when... I said self-regulate, my self-regulation post. Um, and assumed that when I said that, that I meant that we need regulation. I'm not saying that. I did not say that. You did not hear those words come out of my mouth. I just think if we're going to say that we self-regulate, that we probably should try to do a better job of it. I am happy to report that the e-liquid that somebody felt the need to name formaldehyde has been pulled down. That made me happy. That made me extremely happy. 
We have to be smarter. I really think we do have to be smarter. Was it funny? Yeah, it was funny. That kind of humor is not what we need to be showing in the face of public view right now. Is it kind of a double standard? Yes. Because all kinds of people said, well, what about this juice name? Well, what about that juice name? Well, what about that one? You know what? There's a lot of really stupid shit that we do. But right now, we have to be smarter. We don't really have a whole lot of choice. Oh, one of my favorite drip tip makers, uh, Bert Langdon from Trippy Tips, absolutely love the work Bert does with glass. Um, Bert posted a picture today. He had a can of that Surge soda in his hand. Yay, it's back in the market. And I'm like, oh my God. That stuff was awful when I was a kid. I bet that shit is still awful. Of course, me being the smartest that I am said, yeah, Bert, this is just what you need. Get hopped up on sugar and caffeine and then play with the fire and the molten glass. Oh, Liz, it's this awful concoction of of concentrated sugar and caffeine. It gives you a surge of energy. That's why they named it Surge. Never actually tasted piss, but if I had, I would probably think that it would taste an awful lot like that. Um, so, yeah, it's it's not good. It's gross. Yeah, no, it is not even close to being Mountain Dew. Um, no, no, Mountain Mountain Dew is okay. Um, I used to drink a lot of Mountain Dew. I really didn't like Surge. It was never a thing for me. I um. I just think that. <laughs> We need to be smarter. Now that I'm off of my ooh shiny moment about Bert. Um, if we try to be a little bit smarter, our chances of winning will go up. If we continue to do really stupid things and put these really stupid things out in public, um, they are going to be latched onto and thrown back in our faces. We already know this. So if we try to be a little smarter... It might help us just a little bit. City of Buffalo. City of Buffalo is not friendly to vapors. We found out this week. They uh, banned vaping anywhere that smoking is banned. Uh, Andre from the House of Vapor 
try to get a hold of these people to get some clarification on what exactly this meant. Because the way it read, you're not even allowed to vape in a vape shop. Uh, he called two of the council members in the health department and the mayor's office. Didn't really get any replies from any of them. Um, the people that he did finally talk to didn't really know how this was even going to work. So there's that. Yeah, we'll we'll vote and we'll pass these things. And even though we have absolutely no idea what it means for the vapors and the businessmen in our areas. Because, yeah, that makes lots of sense. This is the kind of thing that happens. I do have to say that um, it was kind of a little bit of a sneak attack. Um, Jansen chat. Jan, did did you guys know anything about... Do you guys have any advanced knowledge of what was going to be going on in Buffalo? And I asked Jan because our wonderful Jan is on the board of Casa. We don't, Jan says we don't know anything unless you tell us. Jan, nobody knew. To my knowledge, nobody, I mean, this came out of nowhere and slapped a whole bunch of people. Um, we don't have any secret sort of info. We know is what you tell us. Well, I understand that. I just didn't know if I had missed this big push where somebody said, hey, Buffalo, you're, you're going to get screwed if you don't do something. Um, I know a bunch of shop owners up there. And and I can't imagine is that some of them um, wouldn't have done more to try to stop it. Um, has the snow even melted in Buffalo? No, actually, the snow has not melted in Buffalo. I know that I have gotten more snow in the last week than I did out of that, you know, storm of the century that was supposed to come. We didn't, we didn't get anything out of that. but um, And I'm not in Buffalo. I'm 70 miles south of Buffalo. So, but to me, Buffalo is the uh, closest major city to where I'm at. I have to leave Pennsylvania, enter New York State, enter New York State, drive almost all the fucking way to Canada to get on an airplane. Um, and yeah, there are a large, large number of vape shops in Buffalo now. I can remember when there was one. But then again, 
I've been around the vape game for a long time. Oh, and by the way, Miss Parr happens to be in the chat. Parr celebrated her five-year vapeiversary this week. Congratulations, my friend. Parr and I's vapeiversaries are close together. Our birthdays are close together. And we're very good friends. So thank you, my friend. And I look forward to seeing you in April. Um, I am going to Vape Bash. I don't know if anybody else is going to Vape Bash. Well, I know Parr's going to Vape Bash. I'm going to Vape Bash. Parr's going to Vape, vape Bash. Uh, Dino has his blippity blippity blip opened his mouth and said that he is going to be at Vape Bash. Because Kevin said he wasn't going unless Dino goes. And Dino said, fuck it, I'm going then. Um, so... Yeah, I will be in Chicago in April, barring uh, the Buffalo International Airport closing for some freak winter storm advisory or some other shit. Okay, because yeah, we've we've gotten a snow storm, uh, a snow storm, a snowstorm or two in the month of April before. We've had them in May. Oh, Jan found it January the 25th. Okay. Um, it, Jan? Evidently not. No, you said, is anyone watching New York at all? I said, obviously not. Um, apparently I'm not because I didn't see that. I did not even know that that was out there. Um, when that shit came on the news the other night, I was like, huh, what? Jan, I'll give you a 100% raise. Okay, I'll give you a 100% increase on the pay that you're getting now. What's that take you up to? Zero? Oh, that's right. It's CASA. All you people do, everything that you do, are great. You don't get paid. So, yeah, I can handle the 100% increase. <laughs> I can handle that. <laughs> yes, and if you want to raise, you you need to get in government. Yeah, there you go. There's there's that for an idea. I um I was flipping around, and and of course my my favoriteest 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 group that I belong to on Facebook, which most people think is a DIY group, it's not. Um, I love the DIY group, but. Vaping in the news. Vaping in the news. I really like that group. I will put the link in the chat again. I put it in here all the time. There you go. So your teenager is vaping e-cigarettes. 
Should you worry? This is from the conversation. E-cigarettes and other vaping products are on track to outsell cigarettes by the end of 2023. Are these people fucking crazy? Really? If we don't get a hold of the, get a handle on the government, vaping won't even exist in 2023, which is just asinine. But anyway, and more and more young people are trying e-cigarettes. So what do you need to know about them? Are they less harmful than using cigarettes or other burned tobacco products? What are e-cigarettes? First, they are not burned tobacco products. Most often, they contain nicotine solutions that are heated to make vapor, hence the term vape or vaping. They're usually powered by batteries. Some look like cigarettes and others can resemble flashlights. They don't even want to know the things that people have made e-cigarettes resemble. I guess we should not send them a picture of Black Zanu. The first e-cigarettes were not produced by cigarette companies, but the cigarette companies have gotten into the business. E-cigarette and vaping products are available in specialty stores and convenience stores around the U.S. with varying restrictions on purchase by youth under the age of 18. E-cigarettes don't necessarily contain nicotine. Some popular products contain little or no nicotine, and levels can vary from brand to brand. And nicotine isn't always the reason some might try e-cigarettes. In Canada, where nicotine-containing e-cigarettes are not approved, but still widely available, only 38% of adult cigarette smokers who use e-cigarettes always use nicotine, and 30% sometimes use nicotine when vaping. And only 4% of those who never smoke tobacco reported using nicotine when vaping. So why do young people use e-cigarettes? A 2014 National High School survey finds more monthly vapors than monthly smokers. 17% of U.S. 12th grade students report using e-cigarettes in the past 30 days, compared to 14% for tobacco cigarettes. We also know that patterns of infrequent non-daily use of various tobacco products and nicotine products may be increasing among young people. But trying e-cigarettes does not automatically lead to daily use. Young people might also be influenced to try e-cigarettes because of how they are priced and promoted. They can be cheaper than traditional cigarettes and may be perceived as safer. Other features like flavors can also support use in all age groups. As e-cigarettes become more popular and more visible, young people will start trying and using these products. Because products keep changing, they will often try different kinds of e-cigarettes. Youth is a time when individuals experiment with and get into trouble with psychoactive substances, including nicotine-containing e-cigarettes. In 2014, 44.4% of 12th graders had ever used marijuana or hashish, and 35.1% had used in the past year. 41.4% reported being drunk in the last year. Users of one type of psychoactive substance are more likely to use others, like caffeine, alcohol, nicotine, THC, or prescription drugs. Yes, Reggie, that's what it says. It says psychoactive. Yes, it does. That, that's what it says. Is vaping safer than smoking? The best evidence to date shows that using e-cigarettes is very dramatically less dangerous than cigarette smoking. 
Death from all causes within the ages of 25 to 79 is three times higher for smokers than never smokers. Compared to smoking, long-term health effects of e-cigarettes have been judged as likely much less, if at all, harmful to users or bystanders. The 2014 Surgeon General report concluded that the burden of death and disease from tobacco use in the United States is overwhelmingly caused by cigarettes and other burned tobacco products. Rapid elimination of their use will dramatically reduce this burden. Well, somebody should clue in the fucking Surgeon General to the fact that the Master Settlement Agreement? Yeah, you can't make cigarettes illegal. Somebody should tell him that. Recent reports suggest that vapors should be cautioned about how they use high-voltage devices because they can produce high levels of the carcinogen formaldehyde. Oh, Jesus. But that, however, is not one of the common ways people use e-cigarettes. High-voltage devices and long puffs can produce a bad taste that is avoided. Burned cigarettes contained many carcinogens. The FDA lists 79 harmful or potentially harmful carcinogens in tobacco products and tobacco smoke. Keep in mind that reports of a product being not safe in some way does not necessarily mean that it can overall be much safer than another product. See, I'm telling you, I'm kind of liking this article. Are e-cigarettes a gateway drug? The specter of some drugs being gateways to some more dangerous drugs has preoccupied drug policy. And this is no different when it comes to tobacco products. E-cigarettes have been feared as being possible gateways to cigarettes. As my friend, and by the way, as my friend Stanley would say, yeah, it's about as likely as eating chocolate leading you to eating elephant shit. One would expect to see some more cigarette smoking with the rise in vaping. This has not happened. Smoking has continued to decline. Cigarette smoking by young people is the most powerful cause of smoking by adults. In a broad sense, the world is full of products that can look like gateway products. The use of BMX bikes on dirt tracks by children could be a gateway to the use of motorcycle dirt bikes by adults. But do the products cause the linkage or are individual tendencies more responsible for associations? Much research on drug gateway supports a common liability model more than drug-based casual models. The common liability model holds that the characteristics, for example, linking, liking to take risks with individuals can be responsible for drug use associations. No matter whether you think that A, trying of an e-cigarette is a casual gateway to later smoking that would not have otherwise happened, or B, that those who are more likely to try cigarettes are more likely to try e-cigarettes, once products become available to users, how these products are market, marketed influence which products are preferred. What is said and done about vaping can promote gateways to cigarettes. If you show more concern about vaping than smoking, or if you downplay the deadly risks of smoking, you encourage young people to switch to cigarettes. Yes, media, pay attention to that. The policies that allow certain substances like alcohol, tobacco, and psychoactive substances to be used quite freely by adults usually include prohibitions on use or purchase by youth. Without such policies, there might be even more experimentation by youth with these products. Prohibitions on sale of vaping products to a youth should be supported. 
Well, you know what? If that's all it was, maybe they would be supported. But it's never all they ask for. <sighs> you know. That really has to be one of the at least fairest articles that I have seen lately. Now, now do you want your blood pressure to go up? Because I'm probably going to piss you off now. A new survey from Rutgers Cancer Institute of New Jersey and Rutgers School of Public Health shows that while smokers believe e-cigarettes are safer than tobacco, the devices should be regulated in a manner similar to tobacco products. Yeah, I said that correctly. I did I did not misspeak. Olivia Wachowski, assistant professor of health education and behavioral science in the Center for Tobacco Studies at the School of Public Health and member of the Cancer Institute's Cancer Prevention and Control Program, said the survey found 60% of smokers think e-cigarettes are indeed safer than tobacco. However, Nearly two-thirds of smokers didn't realize that e-cigarettes were not regulated by any government agency. The study surveyed 519 current smokers, including people who had tried e-cigarettes, those who had used them in the past 30 days, and some who had not used them before, all currently smoke tobacco or regular cigarettes. When we did tell smokers that e-cigarettes weren't regulated, we did find that the vast majority of smokers, over 80%, believed that they should be regulated by the Food and Drug Administration for both quality and safety. Wachowski said, This is something that is really important for the FDA to know moving forward with their policymaking. Hmm. Over half, 55%, well, yeah, that's over half, of the survey respondents supported advertising restrictions on e-cigarettes similar to those on tobacco. Since we know that advertising exposure is a risk factor for young people to uptake these products, this was encouraging to see support for some sort of advertising regulation, Wachowski said. At this time, advertisements for other tobacco products are not allowed to be aired on television or radio. Almost 90% of the smokers surveyed agreed that e-cigarettes should carry warning labels. The FDA is in fact considering extending its regulatory authority over e-cigarettes. Now, am I the only person wondering what the information was that they used when they informed these people that they weren't regulated? 
Was it all the horrible dangers of nicotine that they're trying to convince people of now? Because that crossed my mind. Oh, there's somebody on hold. Hello, six one or six five one. Hi. Sorry I left you on hold. I didn't see you there. How's it going? Good, how are you? I'm alright, just easing on down the road. <laughs> Say, uh, I wanted to chime in here really quickly. I wanted to wait till the end kind of towards the end of that segment anyway. I didn't have too much problem with that article itself. I think I think a lot of these uh you know, maybe the public health organizations themselves have it out for vaping, but I, I think that maybe there's some innocent, uh, some innocent ones that really believe what they're saying is is correct, um, but they don't realize, you know, what what regulation means per se. I mean, honestly, if you had the FDA come out and say, yeah, this is what you should use in electronic cigarettes as propylene glycol, vegetable glycerin, and food-grade flavorings, and, you know, the regulated nicotine, and you, and you should have some, you know, have some measure of accuracy in there. That would be a great regulation. But that's not what that means. <laughs> regulation means that you have to prove the safety you know, at, at a population level, it is, which is an ex- insanely expensive process to go through. Um, and and I've actually shown that in one of my articles, uh, how just to make an attempt for one of our local companies, I believe they have 70-some-odd you know, uh, flavors. I can't remember the number was. But it was something like... Um, to attempt to stay in business out of, out of the proposed FDA regulations currently, it would cost them $273 million to attempt. And that's not a, that's not a guarantee that they would actually pass, um, you know, get, get the uh, okay by the FDA to sell their goods. Uh, but I did want to comment also on the, uh, on the Buffalo thing. And, and, and you're exactly right. There, there's not been, um, many ordinances. We, we've seen so many ordinances coming out, it just seems like they kind of fly by on your screen uh, at the city level. And, and when we're lucky, we might get some somebody to pick it up and run with it and make something bigger out of it. But I actually just had an article out, and I hate pushing my illness into here or saying that I'm completely correct, but I actually just published an article um, Alex, you can you can talk about your articles on my show any fucking time you want. <laughs> uh, it, it's uh, called Vape, Vape Shop Activism. Uh, it was an interview with Tony Cop, uh, Coppinen here uh, at Beastig Lounge in, in Wake Park, Park in St. Cloud. And as far as vape shops go, um, you know, I, I think they have a tough time doing some of the the money's thing i don't i don't think they can like jump in and support every little organization um that's out there but uh they are a part of the ivrm which is independent vapor retailers of minnesota um and the owners there are huge about just 
being there for the community and and uh they're part of um their local chamber of commerce and that is huge because it it opens up a door for you to politicians um and being able to talk to them, get it, developing that relationship so that they can actually understand, and you're exactly right, you're right, uh, understand what it is that they're actually regulating before they make the regulations. And I think across the United States, this is, I mean, this is, uh, as a shop owner, this needs to be your responsibility to pick this up and get in contact with your city council not just watch the agenda, but actually get to know your representatives. And that's, ah, man, I I wish it wasn't so boring sounding, but (laughs) make a phone call to each one one of your city council members or county or, you know, God forbid, trying to get get a hold of some of these state people because you get some of the responses back. Thank you for sending your email. Uh, But... (laughs) But seriously, at, at a local level, uh, and it spreads from there, that's what babe shops need to be doing. Not just the advocates themselves. If, if you own a shop and you want to stay in business, try to act on the ordinances before they happen. Anyway, that's all I had. Uh, I'll keep listening. <laughs> Thank you very much, young man. <laughs> so that was Alex. Um, yeah, and Alex, anytime, sweetie, uh, you, anybody, and I have, I have put this out there to all of the advocacy groups out there. If, if there is something that they think that people need to know, um, you know, if they don't want to come on and talk about it, send me a message. I will talk about it because yeah, it's, it's important to me. Advocacy is, uh, extremely important to me now, more so, more so than ever. Um, we are under threat of imminent harm. And by the way, if you're on hold and you want to talk to me, you need to press one. Otherwise, it doesn't hold your hand up in the in the phone board, and I don't know that you actually want to talk to me. Um, because there are a bunch of people that call in and listen over the phone lines. Um, at least they listen over the phone lines when I don't have a guest on via Skype. Because if I have a guest on via Skype, the phone board's don't play nice with Skype. Don't know why. Just does. And I refuse to set up Skype on one computer and pipe that in through this computer so that I... Yeah, it's just too much. I... I yeah, no. It's too much work and and I'm an idiot. Okay? Just telling you. Um... It's it's important that we do something. Um, the only thing that I ask you not to do, please don't go to people and say, it's just water vapor. Um, that that Gutfield guy on, on Gutfeld? Gutfeld, yeah. Greg Gutfeld on Fox. Um, I like his little rants. But dude... It is not just water vapor. Um, it's pretty damn harmless, but it's not just that. Um, I really don't think that I have 
anything else to talk to you guys about tonight? Oh, next week is DIY, though. I will tell you that. This has been a short one, guys. I will talk to you next week.